0: Is the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast with Jonathan and Travis. Uh, Travis, episode 22. We got to start it off the right way. Which driver comes to mind when you think the number 22?
1: Uh, locally, it's not around anymore, but an entire team, Miller Motorsports. Back when I raced mods, that Dan Miller, and he works at PRP with me now, uh, he used to drive, and then his son Travis drove, and in between there, Larry Lantman Jr. drove for him. And they ran Stuart Friesen on the 358 Tour for at least one year, if not two, and he has a couple wins in that car, so pretty cool car around here. And uh, they ran Sportsman and Modifieds, and then uh, like on a more national level, uh, Scotty Bretherick at work told me that da- uh, Dave Lape, he just passed away, but he was mm-hmm. a dirt modified icon, and he's the double deuce, 22. So
0: for me I think of uh, Craig Martin 22 in the mod lights uh, mm-hmm. that's the that's the first one that comes to mind for me and uh Terry Smith Terry Smith and sportsman is a 22 as well
1: yep yeah, those are the ones I found of too
0: yeah those are my local guys I mean I call them like every once you call everybody every week kind of thing you kind of have to yeah you, you have to go with them right so um, we have to talk about the Uh, I, I'm tempted to call this the official Sprint Car Nats, but, uh, I know that's kind of how it felt for you guys with the traditional weekend, but technically the third Sprint Car Nationals, uh, of the year for us, uh, around in these parts, but the 18th overall, the 18th running the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals went down Saturday at Osh weekend. Uh, I guess also before that, we also had the, uh, the very first crate Sprint Nationals on the Friday night. Uh, you were participating in both those events uh just talk to us about uh, let's start with uh with with Friday and um Mike Bowman taking home the inaugural Canadian Crate Sprint National Championship.
1: Yeah, Friday track was really fast. It was one of the fastest nights of the year for the track. Usually your fastest track nights of the year come at the beginning of the year, not at the end, but that's not how it was last weekend. It was hammered down on Friday and uh, it was really fun. Uh yeah. In my heat, I uh, started sixth, got to third, and then DJ slide, or Christy threw a nice slider on me, got me at the line, and that cost me redraw, and I'd start twelfth, and then over adjusted for the feature, and the car was way too tight, I couldn't drive it, so I had to abort mission, but uh, yeah, Mike Bowman, five grand richer in the crate sprints, and it was a heck mm-hmm. of a race.
0: And I believe you called that, correct? Yeah. I think yeah. we'll go back to last week's episode. And uh, so you had Bowman. I had Dryden, and Darren Dryden brings it home second, started second, brought it home second.
1: <laughs> but he led uh, just a lot around at
0: the top five. Yeah. I know, right? That's kind of what I was like. I was like, ah. But Bowman, Bowman's been fast all year. Those are, uh, I, I hope to see both of those guys dueling it out uh, in the uh, crates next year.
1: uh You won't see that with Dryden, I'm pretty sure, because I believe they bought an engine from Steve Poriat's team.
0: Oh. I don't know. Oh, really?
1: If that's supposed to be out or not, but uh, it's pretty much out. So that won't be oh, happening there. At least Dryden's
0: moving. Travis out. is Yep. Travis is telling secrets on the show. I like this. I like this. Got the hot scoop. Uh Not much of a way, secret whatever, I don't Darren... think. No, right? I don't... by this point in the year with things like that start to come out, right? Uh, so Bowman, Dryden, uh, Steve Murdoch brings it home third, Jesse Costa fourth, and Dale Curran rounds out the top five in the inaugural Canadian Crate Sprint Car Nationals. Uh, yeah. Also <clears throat> running that night, the Penties Knights of Thunder 360 Sprints. Jordan Thomas brought it home first, uh, Liam Martin second. Uh, I feel like I'm going to botch his name, but Chuck Hebing.
1: Hebing. Nailed it.
0: Am I saying that right? Yep nice okay uh josh hansen fourth and Paulicola Giovanni rounds out your top five on the friday night of the 360 sprints um talk to us about uh your run there i know you you didn't quite finish that one but uh what did you see from your seat what was the track like for you guys like i said it was really fast right so
1: yeah that's the thing a lot of people over adjusted like it usually gets slick but it didn't get slick friday so definitely a lot of cushion bangers and that in the top five and as far as a crate race like like we said, D- Dryden led for a bit. And then, like you could tell, Bowman was definitely a little bit faster. And uh, and then finally, on a later restart, he just finally got by him and took the win. And it was pretty much the Dryden Bowman show for that one. And then. Yeah.
0: And then. The 360s, grades, was, or the, 360s, the 360s.
1: was the Jordan Thomas show.
0: Yeah, right. I, I was pretty impressed. I mean, looking at it. Uh, I mean, Liam Martin started second, finished second. Jordan Thomas was on the pole. He brought it home first. Uh, Guess you got to give a shout out here to Pauly. I mean, Pauly started 14th, brought it home fifth. Uh, And, you know, after winning the great sprints, uh, the two events earlier in August, I mean, it shouldn't, or sorry, I should say the 360 sprints um, earlier in August. That shouldn't really be a surprise that Pauly Pauly Giovanni was uh, able to pick up as many spots as he did on uh, the Friday night.
1: Yeah, and to do it on track like that, where it was kind of like, it was hammered down. It's a lot harder to pass when it's hammered down to usually get to one little bit one line. And then even if there is two lines, they're both kind of equal. So for him to move up like that, mm-hmm. definitely showed his speed. But uh, yeah, if you put Jordan, Thomas, and uh, Liam on the front row on track like that, no doubt they finished one too. Because they are on the gas.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and then that turns our attention to the Saturday night uh, let's start with the crates again over there. Uh, action Sprint Tour fueled by Pinties and uh, another quality run from Mike Bowman. Mike Bowman uh, with the win sweeping both crate sprint events Friday and Saturday night. He wins that one over Jacob Dykstra. Uh, Murdoch again third, Lucas Smith fourth, and Darren Dryden ends up fifth in that one.
1: Yep. That one I didn't see, but my mom filled me in like Dykstra led for a lot of it. And then uh they had Bowman on the race rivals show and I listened to his interview. And then like he didn't think he was gonna be able to catch Dykstra, but he just kept uh kept getting bigger and kept getting bigger and then with a couple of the gore you think it might have been him on the last lap, he was able to throw a move on him and pick up the win. And he, yeah, he had to come from farther back for sure on Saturday.
0: For sure. And then, the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals. Uh, first, how different did this one feel compared to the other two Sprint Car Nats that we had earlier in the year for Osh Weekend? Did it feel different to mm. you at all? Did it feel right?
1: It uh, It felt just like the second one when, like, except for a couple more guys showed up. It was mostly the thing. The only ever different one was he being showed up for this one, I think, on that thirteen car Grand Ole, or whatever. There were a couple more guys showed up for this one. But then we were missing, like, Mac Demand, who, got, who crashed on the last night and couldn't run, and Jake didn't run the 360 Dykstra. So, yeah, we were missing a couple of local guys, too. So it, it's worked out to the same car count with, like, 37. But, like, it definitely wasn't, like, Nationals of the past, but, like, there's definitely 20 cars missing, at least. And maybe by next year we can get them back. But there was also the ESS champ there, last year's ESS champ, so Jordan Poirier. This year's ESS champ he clinched it on Friday night at Canadaigua Land of Legends. After a bit of debacle, we can kind of talk about it later if you want to. And then, uh, since we have some time this week, and then uh, Jason Barney, last year's ESS champ, so he was in the show too. And then Chuck Hebing, he's finished second at the nationals, also a bunch of times, finished third this time. And then uh, who else showed up? I was missing. i missing. Uh, Conium. I think I. That- yeah, but he wasn't. I'm like, if he I, if I mention time. anybody, it was different. Yeah, it was kind of the same suspects as the Tuesday uh, at the yeah. task card race on the Monday, Tuesday. Yeah.
0: And I like this lap leader breakdown here, right? With Portier leading the first, you uh, know, from up until lap 11 from pole, uh, or at least from the outside, outside pole, I should pole, say. Yeah. And Polly Coley Giovanni takes over the lead, leads from 12 to 17 and then uh or sorry 18 to 24 was led by poirier again so paulie leads 12 to 17 back to poirier and then the closer ryan turner comes in and gets it done winning the sprint car nationals twice in the same year in two different rides that's got to be well i mean like obviously the f- twice in the same year thing but even just overall i i you know you're the definitely the uh the more knowledgeable sprint car person between the two of us so I can't think of anything that would go against this, but has anybody ever won in two different rides for the spring car Nats? Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I have to go back and look. I don't think so. Poirier, or like, uh, Poirier was always in his own car, and the only one who might have done it in two is Wayne Johnson, but I can't remember if he only, I think he might have only won once with Glenn. So I don't think so.
0: We're gonna have to do some deep, deep. Yeah, but he's like maybe...
1: that's like two different teams and two different chassis types and everything.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like that is two completely different race cars, race teams, and everything. And just Turner flexing uh, his muscles, flexing his skills. Um, I called it. I'm I'm taking uh, I'm taking credit, take the pat on the back for that one because I did say that Ryan Turner was gonna win it. I just, I don't know. I just had a feeling like watching him in that 15 car since he took over that ride, like,
1: yeah, it's, got it rolling. it's been impressive. Yep. And uh, I like, I made a comment on Facebook how Jenna should be crew chief of the year, like, because uh, they both won the two teams, right? And you know, like, she's she's the one talking in Ryan's ear. And they, he even said yep. that on our show, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't want to take, I, I, when I, impressive stuff. I said that, but I don't want to take away from uh, Brandon Van Avery, who is the crew chief on the club uh nitro 54 team as well and all the burger barn teams before that but like she's definitely that's his right hand person so she's the one in his ear and yep. you know like she knows what she's talking about when it comes to race she comes from a racing family so uh that's why i said that but not to take away from
0: anybody else on the teams as well yeah for sure uh mikey kreska brings it home second. Go. yeah uh chucky Bing third we gotta Jordan talk about Poirier fourth Mike. and mitch brown brings it home in fifth but yeah how about that for Mikey what a strong way to end uh end the year at Osh for him
1: yeah I honestly thought he was fast enough to win uh like watching him in the dash and everything and he won the dash I don't know how if it was four laps or six but he won the thing by like three seconds I'm like holy smokes I thought for sure he was gonna be able to pull it off but uh yeah he definitely he just fell back a little bit and like at one point i was up to 10th and he had fell back like all the way to like seventh or sixth, i think so like i'm like i could see him like right Mm -hmm. ahead of me on the one restart and then yeah then he went back the other way was second and then i had a problem i had a shot go bad and uh my nose wing broke and kind of fell down and it didn't like fall the way down but it had both two of the brackets and it started to get super tight at the end, which sucked because I was on a pretty good run from 18th into the top 10, but anyway, yeah, so then I got but that's okay because I got to watch Mikey Crutchke run back, and he was passing all those guys back, rolling in the middle like he does, and then uh, got to Ryan, yeah. and uh he says he doesn't didn't need that very last caution, and uh, I definitely agree with him, and uh if anything, like because he was definitely faster in three and four, he started ripping the top at the end but he was trying to do something different as Ryan in one and two. Maybe he should have, it's only thing I'm not, but like could have followed Ryan through one and two and then ripped the top. You know, it was really close and an awesome race with all those different leaders. And then Mike falling back and then coming back through. Like it was, didn't disappoint. That's what made it felt like the nationals yeah. again, all over, even if it was missing cars, like the nationals is always a banger race like that. And yeah, even though I did have a problem, I'm glad I got to see it from the infield. Cause it was a heck of a show.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I was impressed with it. i uh, impressed with the, the quality of leaders. I mean, when you think about the fact that all the laps led by Jordan Poirier, Paulie Kulder, Giovanni and Ryan Turner, that's quite a class. And uh, Ryan Turner, I think making history, I think making history. I'm, we're going to need to look into this and get some stats to hundred percent confirm this one way or another, but I think he's got to be the first driver to win the spring car Nats in two different, completely different rides, uh, very awesome stuff. Congratulations to Ryan. And uh, closing out what has been a, a pretty awesome year at Osh Weekend. I mean, uh, you were there participating in pretty much all of it. Uh, yep. I got to visit there for the first time in years, obviously. So that was fun for me to be out there with the Pinties and catching you guys in the Sprinkler Nationals on the Monday event. Just awesome year from Osh Weekend.
1: Yep. No doubt about it. I already can't wait to go back in May. Right. Counting the days already. Is it
0: starting to feel like, starting to feel like the off season yet. I mean, it's all—it's not quite there for you guys yet. There's still nope. some races to be contended. Uh, I mean, Humberstone Speedway's got uh, the 360s uh, a little later in October, end of September. And uh, do you guys have a 360 race anywhere else on the schedule?
1: Not in I Canada, think. but there is one during Super Deer Week on the Tuesday at Utica Rome, which I'm sure a few locals yeah. might hit that. I'm thinking of it myself. If Humberstone yep. goes good, and then there's a Black Rock, which is up by Watkins Glen. Not Black Rock; it's called Outlaw now. Sorry, Outlaw Speedway, yep. Dundee, New York, by Watkins Glen, and they're doing one. They're having them tomorrow. I bet you locals yep. won't go to that one, but they're also having one in like October 22nd ish. So I bet you yep. a few locals will hit that one, and then that'll probably be it for everybody, unless they travel really far.
0: Yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting to see uh what happens the rest of this year. And I I'm looking forward to the off season, taking a bit of a break, but at the same time now that things are winding down and it's hitting me that we're hitting the off season, I'm like okay, I kind of wish I was going and doing more stuff. So, but uh there is rumors and talk of maybe heading down to Charlotte for uh uh world finals. I don't know. We haven't I don't know for sure.
1: Well, you cover world finals and I'll cover uh, I'm going to Dirt Week, so I'll cover that one.
0: Are you gonna be able to like call me from Dirt go. Week, or are we gonna get some mid uh mid podcast midweek podcasts?
1: Well, well, I can bring my laptop and GoPro, and figure something out. Oh yeah,
0: we can figure that out. Uh, and then yeah, we'll figure out maybe some World Finals stuff too, if it plays out. I'm not making any promises, but uh, uh the fiance is on board with the trip down to Charlotte for the World Finals, which was uh surprising to me well
1: i'm about i'm 99 under a week so all right see you there all right that one's closer uh-huh charlotte's a commitment i know
0: well that's what i said that's, i was like if we're going down him. to charlotte we're going down and we're doing a whole bunch of stuff so
1: as we only three hours that one's a little easier the only thing is like camping you gotta get going on that earlier than this yeah it's sold out
0: yeah i bet which is a good thing yeah. for the sport so i'm happy with that
1: I'm just gonna sleep in my truck, parking pass. Perfect. Sleeping truck. Yeah. Hopefully, someone's got a spare bed and feels sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> Can see that. I've done that before as well.
0: You just need one of those like tent toppers for the back of the truck. That's what you really. I'm need. the
1: best gypsy ever. Seriously. <laughs> like at the nationals, I slept on a air mattress in my trailer.
0: Perfect. That's perfect.
1: That kept going flat, and I had to fire up the generator to pump it back up. About I'd say five thirty. <laughs> nice. Sorry to my neighbors, Kyle Phillips, who we should have on the show, because he's a young wheelman as well.
0: I was going to say, did you who have neighbors? was up in
1: the top five. Yeah, we did. <laughs> the Phillips. Sorry about me pumping up my air mattress at about 530 or whatever it was. Sorry. <laughs> nice. But yeah. Their boy, Kyle, who, like, he grew up racing with Dalton Slack and Josh Hansen and Trevor Wright. They all ran the exact same class at Maryville. Kyle will come over from... The American side. Like, his dad, Susie, ran his car at my dad's race, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, like, they're close. And then, uh, yeah, the kids just come into a Little Wheelman. Won a couple races at Brighton. And they almost won the SOS Championship. And was in the top five at the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals on one lap to go. And then then he ran out of gas. And I felt so bad for him. Because he was... His dad had his car rolling and he was wheeling it. Mm -hmm. And almost had a top five in his first Nationals. And... Anyway, but cheers it to Kyle. It
0: happens sometimes, but you know he's knocking on the door. Can't get that close and never get that close again. I'm sure he'll be back at it. Yep. Uh a little another racing action that we had over the weekend. The P Costco Memorial from Humberstone Speedway, uh, which we had the pleasure of working together and calling that one, which is always a blast. Um Anthony, we'll start right off the hop with the mini stocks. Um, Anthony Kelly gets it done over Leroy Buscombe, Cole Hardy, Kyle Rothwell, and Brian Obey. Um, super nice to see the Kellys back out of the racetrack for that one and to see uh, Anthony and victory lane for it.
1: Yeah, led the whole thing. And uh, yeah, I yeah, forget who was on his butt, but uh, held him off the whole race and then put on the show of the night, I think, in victory lane. Like that kid was excited. Oh, yeah.
0: He was fired up, which was uh nice to see. Um, I, uh, I think the, uh, I think it was, it was funny to me that he was the one, I don't want to say notable winner to make because everybody else was kind of the usual suspects, but, uh, you know, when Kyle Rothwell was starting to slide through the field or, you know, slide his way up through the field, I thought, Oh, maybe this is going to be a a Kyle Rothwell night. Uh, Kenny hair looked strong before he had a problem and, uh, didn't finish, um, and yeah, Clint Barrick looked fast until he hit the wall, I think, uh, a couple laps into that one. Uh, and that was a, a tough break for him. But yeah, it was it was a pretty good uh, night from the four cylinders, I got to say.
1: Yeah, my favorite, like, the best part about Anthony Kelly winning, like he hasn't raced at all this year. Like, mm-hmm. that has gotta be, was that even, a, like, I'm not even sure, was that his first race or was he at Merrittville a couple of times? I want to
0: say he started at Merrittville all three times this year maybe i know the car that he won uh jay mallory was running for a couple weeks after uh his car got totaled um maybe halfway through the season jay moulton or sorry yeah sorry jay moulton what am i saying he said i said mallory right yeah jay moulton let me (laughs) correct correct it sorry i just won a baseball championship i'm a little uh yeah i know discombobulated okay Uh, there it is
1: he dropped it i told him to drop the baseball championship
0: well, somebody What's had to win team? something. Uh we are What's the your Terminators. team name? The Terminators.
1: Oh yeah, your shirt's still on. I yeah. love it.
0: Oh yeah, I came right from uh right from the celebrations uh to here. But uh, it was um uh it was good. I came out of retirement to play baseball, I got the uh, tap on the shoulder to fill in and then obviously did you know, enough job. They were said, "Kid, k- just come out for the rest of the season." And uh that was, that was fun. It was fun to get it done with the boys and uh, shout out to all the Terminators and uh, anybody who uh, listens from uh, that baseball team and uh, shout out to Anthony Kelly. Shout out to our man, Josh Slider who got it done in the mod lights. I don't want to see surprised there, but uh, he was able to hold off Brent Begalo winning, uh, winning that one over Begalo, Sean, if Ryan Anderson, RJ Pitts. like I say, a lot of the usual suspects right there in the top five. Uh, Sean, if has been, mr consistency this year ryan anderson's had a really great end to the year in that mod light and of course Slider and begelow the two of the best to do it around this part
1: yeah that race was kind of similar to the mini stock race right? yeah right. yeah it felt
0: like begelow was like there it felt like he was going to be close um yeah it was chasing him
1: the whole time just like in the mini stocks kelly had that guy on his butt the whole time and Slider or Slider had uh, Bigelow on his butt the whole time, yeah. and then they were both able to hold them off.
0: And uh, gotta say, it was really nice to see Rob Meister walk away from what was a pretty uh, crazy yeah. and scary wreck in the mod lights. Uh, um, I still actually, I don't think I've actually seen the full on camera replay. I think I had it was and when I was in Victory Lane interviewing Slider. One of his crew members was kind of breaking it down because I'm pretty sure. If Rob doesn't own, or if uh, Josh doesn't own Rob's car, he at least builds it or gives him a pretty big hand with it. I don't remember from the interview how many cars that Josh slider actually owns in the mod-like Glass, but um, yeah, he eight, I think, or right, so. I, I think he said eight was the number. So I'm sure the Meisner. I think it's Six eight, and then two them. other
1: affiliates, right? No, Meisner's is one of the ones that doesn't own, like he's the one of the affiliates who technically right. owns his own yes. car. Yes, okay, because because yeah. he
0: does run the Savage Chassis logo on the side of it too, right? So that's what always yeah, throws me out because
1: he's a partner in the savage chassis yeah,
0: exactly meisner's a partner for those who want to know but
1: yeah that's like his that was 10th flip of his career i might be over exaggerating just a smidge but it's above five for sure really Eh. like tough luck for uh oh yeah there was the year i announced at maryville before you showed up when i announced with dana yeah i'm who i work with now at brp but yeah that's a funny story and then uh, dana Curvin, and then uh yeah like that year, right now, I announced with her, like, I swear to God, it was at least for that season alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great. I was like 2017. Well, I was going to say, because like,
0: I couldn't remember. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Rob flip in, in the four years that I've been called. Yeah, it was races. all
1: before you.
0: Yeah. So I was the good luck charm yeah. up until back in the Travis and Dana days up until Sunday. So it's you. You're the bad luck charm. It's not. It's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty clearly. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> um, Seriously. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Another chaotic event, though, uh, was the Street Stocks. There was so much besides the actual (laughs) racing that was going on in that one. Uh, But Ryan Beagle and Dave Bailey, surprise, surprise, they put on a pretty good show. Bailey was off in the first lap. I mean, uh, I think he had a flat uh, after some contact with – I can't remember which car he had made contact with in the first lap. That brought out a caution. Bailey Pitts basically loses his track position, which he started fifth. I think he was battling. Was not he battling? I think was it Fontaine that he got together with? Because I remember Fontaine lost a wheel. Yeah. So I think that's what. I, it was. I, yeah,
1: Fontaine lost a wheel and collected Bailey. Yeah,
0: right. So like, it wasn't even anybody's fault. Like, I, I the wheel just fell off in the first corner, and and uh, you know, um, uh, Fontaine was just trying to get to the infield, and Bailey was trying to go underneath him, and they make contact. Bailey cuts down a tire, and has to pit goes from fifth to last essentially comes right out and uh starts carving up the field to get back to the front and uh another beagle bailey classic uh winning it over uh jim lampman donnie lampman and evan curtis running at the top five but uh yeah how about ryan beagle another former guest getting it done in the 84 RK.
1: yep now he's won all three tracks last week in Maryville, humberstone and uh like i said on the pa i think sunday it was like watching the last weekend show at homerstone
0: yeah right
1: them two going at Yeah. It. and then yeah yeah
0: yeah bailey was trying a lot of different lines a lot of different runs and
1: but beagle just we can talk about the other stuff when the street stops. Too. well i
0: mean because
1: like what else
0: do we have to get into the it? only
1: thing is like i like the pete reed and zach bleach thing there was
0: that there was the trevor want incident before that right uh Trevor,
1: holy smokes i totally forgot about that yeah
0: trevor want I uh, got parked for i guess i think the initial really infraction was the un, we'll call it an unsafe release i guess to borrow a uh, formula one term but he kind of came back onto the racetrack after getting spun cut the co- course came back on in a way that almost made contact with another car uh he took off speeding through the pits uh, and that uh that was enough for uh track officials say yep uranite is done so he gets parked and then i think on what was it the initial was it the very next restart where pete reed gets collected in an incident comes back on he was up there he was like what second or third collected in an incident
1: yeah
0: it might have even been trevor wants spin that that. might have brought it out oh now i'm trying to remember there's so many details but there was four or five cars piled yeah. up in one and two. Reed was one of them while he was running into that inside the top five. He comes goes to the pits, gets everything worked on, repaired. Right as the field is coming back, I think he's either trying to was he like was he trying to stay on the lead lap? Like I can't figure out what he was thinking.
1: I think that's what it was. Because right?
0: I think we had already gone back to green. And yeah. bleach it was side by They're side uh, Zach Bleach was side by side going for the lead. It's we've really got to shout out Zach bleach like uh, a lot of people have talked to me about bleach and the like, one thing that keeps coming up for that 108 Z in the street sucks is that he is the most improved driver this season. like Zach really, for has sure. been in contention to be a regular inside the top five at Merrittville. I uh, obviously had some great speed on Sunday in maybe even a little bit of a race winning car had things played out differently uh, at Humberstone. And I think that's part of the reason bleach was so upset. Uh, but he was, I think, side by side going for the lead into three and four right as the lead pack is coming out. Pete Reed's trying to stay on the lead lap, I guess. Door slams Zach Bleach, who's on the outside, battling for the lead. Cuts down a tire, wrecks Zach Bleach's day, um, and then he gets fixed up, takes out Pete Reed. I think both cars got parked. Yeah, <laughs> based on the fact that it says DQ beside their name on the official's results, uh, they both get parked. Turns out to be a bit of a fight, maybe in the pits. We couldn't really tell from the tower, but there was definitely a gathering, and uh, it, it was rightfully so. over yeah. Like I, if I was Zach, I'd be so pissed. Like I'm, for sure. I'm in contention. But for the only first thing lane. is, like, like, oh.
1: Pete Reed would have been the last person I ever picked to, for that something to happen, like that to happen with. Me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I,
1: that's the weird part about it. I
0: just it doesn't really make sense because I I don't think of Pete as that kind of driver at all, right? So yeah, just a bizarre I, situation.
1: And I thought it was funny when we were leaving, and Terry's like, "What happened in the street stocks?" Because Bleach's mom's just tore a strip off me.
0: <laughs> well,
1: that's pretty funny.
0: It's uh, it made for some entertaining TV. I'm sure. And, uh,
1: and we were like, well, and, sit down and grab your popcorn. Cause got a story for you.
0: Well, just that whole race was a, a story. I mean, I know like just everything that happened from lap one, it was wild, but uh, we got to the end of it. Uh, I also want to shout out Evan Curtis who survived all that chaos, started 14th. He was also involved in that first lap incident with Fontaine and, and Bailey. Had to if pay. not another one. Yeah, he might have even, even had and two. And still
1: finished top five. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? There was so much I can't keep up. Right. Started but
0: 14th, yeah. brought it home fifth. So shout out to Evan Curtis, uh, local Port, port, port Colborne guy. So I'm sure he was pretty thrilled. he was doing double duty. Yeah. He was also in, what, the mini stocks too, right? Yeah. So Yes, sir. So awesome for Evan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a race that was. Uh, let's get on to the sportsmen who also had themselves a fairly interesting uh, a race event, but uh, in the end, Cody McPherson wins it over Adam Leslie, Justin Sharp, Billy Bleach Jr., and Tyler Pocholski.
1: Yeah, I was talking with Potulski today told him good job there because uh yeah, he definitely good run for the old twenty one b and then uh, Noah Mamo, let's can't not forget him. Yep. Like, he led, what was it, the first at least 15 laps. Yes. Definitely looking the best that he's looked in the Niagara region. I know he's the Ransomville Novice Sportsman champ, and He's got a couple of feature wins in that class over there this year. But uh, in the old normal sportsman class over here, that's the best he's looked all season. But then got caught up on a restart in a little one of them wrecks. And, yeah, that's the way she goes sometimes. But... uh, definitely try to keep your head high there Noah cuz uh, you're rolling a good race for that.
0: Yeah, you know, it reminded me a lot of remember we caught up with Curtis Friesen a little earlier in the year, whatever episode that was, after his big win and he, you know, he talked about the idea that, you know, when the handicapping falls your way and you start up front, you really got to capitalize especially with how stout the Sportsman field is. Like you say, like you call it modified 2 basically, right? With how good the sportsman class mm-hmm. is and how many great drivers there are in it, right? Um and Noah yep. Mambo's kind of had this, a similar year. Hasn't been able to get the win necessarily at Maryville or here at Umberstone, but, uh, you know, when anytime he gets that track position, he's shown that he can get out front, he can lead laps. He can bring it home cleanly as long as, you know, he doesn't get taken out or involved in an incident. And that's kind of what happened to him, unfortunately, in this one. Um, but he was able to get back to, uh, mm. back in the race, still brought it home 12th, survived the calamity after, the uh, multiple drivers were involved: uh, Ferry, Knapp, Vanderzan, and Friesen, Curtis Friesen, and James Friesen. Spencer Smolders all falling out of the race in this one, but uh, in the end, Adam Leslie. I, I don't want to say my heart breaks for the guy, but man, those are three quality, quality second place performances in in three races between. Uh, between three different tracks, too. You know, he finished second in Osh Weekend last, what, Friday night, I think it was, and then last Saturday at Maryville. Uh, two Saturdays, I guess I should say, ago. Two yeah. Fridays ago. And then this Sunday, this past Sunday, he brings it home second again to Cody McPherson and was right there knocking at the door.
1: Yeah, you can get discouraging when you finish second like that every time, but uh, you always got to tell yourself, too, second pays better than third. Mm-hmm. So that's all he's got to be telling himself, and. Yeah, better than finish than third and fourth and fifth, so I'm sure he's pumped he finish in second, three in a row. Feeling good. Yep. Still a couple of races go. Maybe he'll get another one. And then the thing that weirded me out about the Noah man, when he got in that wreck, I even called it over the... Remember, they used the... Yes. They used, like, the roof bar to pull him in, so I thought he was, like, pretty wrecked. Yeah, we well
0: you thought we, he was done. But dumb. then he... Yeah,
1: because they used the roof bar, yep. but then they put him down, and then he rejoins the field. Yep. I'm like, huh. That confused it's not enemy.
0: yeah that was definitely uh definitely weird i mean i i don't think the car was a hundred percent definitely because i feel like he had the pace that he would have been able to make up more than a few spots but still usually roof bars yeah axle tube ripped out and stuff yeah yeah so uh yeah i don't know if they were just in a hurry to get him off the racetrack and then let him fire it back up in the pits but yeah, it, um, it was a weird one for sure. It was just a weird night in general in Humberstone with the Speedway. Like a lot of weird things happening.
1: Uh, it was a pretty weird weekend all around, really. Because even like the Sprint Car Nationals, like a lot of attrition in that race. Yes. Like Polly got the lead and broke. We like didn't mention that kind of stuff too. I was going to ask you about that. It's like, just all around weird weekend, yeah. I, I, it's not... There's a couple more things to talk about from Friday as well.
0: Yeah, we'll get back <laughs> into that. Let's just close out Humberstone here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I do want to come back to the attrition there. And I, it's a it's a comment that goes across multiple classes, uh, multiple tracks, multiple everything. But I've,
1: it happened on Sunday. I've got
0: a question for you, but we'll tee that up in a second. Um, but let's round out with the 358 modifieds. Matt Williamson gets it done over Gary Lindberg, Ryan Susie Scott Wood, and our boy Dalton Slack gets the top five. Uh, great to see the youngster up there again. It's so it's crazy. This class is just heavy hitter after heavy hitter because even if you go back to the top ten. Fast Freddie Carlton brings it home sixth. Eric Rudolph, seventh. Todd Gordon, eighth. Flanagan, ninth. Chad Chevalier, tenth. Like, just driver after driver is so. Like this field is so stout. We're so lucky with uh, the talent that we have here. But uh, Williamson comes out on top, yep. starts on pole, and gets it done.
1: Yep. And then Lindbergh started second, finished second. Uh, Rudolph got the. Poop ended the stick a little bit in the redraw. I think he had to start like tenth, ninth, or 10th and uh, caught one of the little pieces of character in the track wrong in the first lap or so. First couple laps, yeah. almost flipped and had to fall back. And then, yeah, so that was the end of old Rudy. And I think Lindbergh... Uh, the feature went the last time.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, and I think Lindbergh even would have made it a bit closer than it was uh, had he not caught that same kind of rut that was down in 1 and 2 kind of bicycled the car yep. maybe two or three times and every time he did it just it was basically a reset every gain he made on williamson just uh
1: mm-hmm. right
0: back to right back to the initial gap that it was so uh but shout out matt gets it done shows up when the money counts and yep uh i'm sure i'm sure it feels good i know uh i think he mentioned that he's bringing that six car down for the yeah you read my small mind black small block right i was
1: gonna say that yep yeah read my mind because he's usually been uh I forget the guy's name that owns the Ransomville car, but uh, yeah, different person owns the Ransomville car, and that's been the car they've been taking to Oswego, but this year he said Victory Lane because Wayne Kahn's put such a great effort into his racing career pretty much the whole time, especially since he's moved up from Modified especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's going to bring the SNW 6 Wayne Kahn owned to Oswego, and uh, they're definitely dialed in in that thing clearly, because uh, most of his 20, whatever it is, wins 28, 27 now, have come Around here. Yep. So, uh, yeah, there's a couple on the road, but most of them come around here this year. Yep. So uh, he's got that thing dialed in. So he's bringing that thing to try to get the 20 grand. us we go in the salute to the troops. 150, if that's what they still call it. But it's
0: what it should be. For sure it, is. It's what it should be called. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So the question I wanted to have for you as uh, a guy who's, you know, casually watching and not necessarily watching from the standpoint of having technical knowledge of these race cars, having worked on race cars. uh, It really seems like over the last couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of failures, whether they be mechanical, uh, you know, sometimes. For the most part, it it has been mechanical. Like even on Sunday night at Humberstone, uh, we lost uh, Nelson Mason before the race even really began for him. I wasn't able to make it out after his heat. He broke in the heat. Um, So just talk to us, Travis, about like what, these teams with these drivers, with these cars, you know, after they've been through 20 some odd weeks of racing, maybe at multiple different tracks, it it, do parts and pieces really start to break at this time of year, or or does it feel like it's a little bit, the last couple weeks have been a bit more, uh, how do I say this a a bit more out of the ordinary?
1: Uh, okay. So we'll start with Nick Sheridan and Leah Martin, both broke the exact same thing on, uh, Saturday night yeah. <clears throat> they both ripped the f- front of the rear end off mm-hmm. and uh, like I was telling Nikki like both those guys have definitely caught the right rear w- on the wall a little bit this year running the top side and stuff so I'm thinking just over the whole season all those however many times they probably bumped it four or five times or whatever just to loosen that up and eventually I'm pretty sure they were both running like the ball swivel style which is a different kind than I run but it like bolts in as a front adapter and the threads just ripped out in the front and then blew the drive shaft out. And then I don't know what happened to Kali Giovanni, but he fell out of the lead. Yep. And then uh, there was a bunch more on Friday, but then like on Saturday, I think that's like Ashwikin was pretty hammered down. They were just all there. And uh, yeah, sometimes it's just the end of the year I and mean, uh, you might be missing some stuff on the maintenance or some. It just starts to break, and uh, most of the cars on Sunday were getting towed in from the rear. I know Spencer Smolders broke a radius rod in the heat, and I can't remember what he broke in the feature, but not sure what Nelson Mason broke. Uh, yeah, it's just that time of year. Just that time of year, right? Eh? Everyone's stuffs. uh It's about that time when you're like, you don't want to spend any more money on this year, you know? Yeah, because you're trying to just try to band-aid it or just try to it pretend it's it.
0: <laughs> Pretend it's not there. Yeah, just this
1: year's it. pretty much done with, so. Try to get through with what you can, and get ready for next year. Especially if your year this year didn't go the way you wanted, so you like this year's almost dead to you. Yeah, and then next year fresh. Yeah.
0: Speaking of coming to the end of the year, speaking of uh, uh, things not necessarily going the way you wanted, Uh, we mentioned the drama. Mentioned some of the. I don't want to. Th- I'm not going to call it a fight because I didn't. I, we didn't see any actual punches thrown. We don't know what happened. Oh, it was a fight. Well, there was punches thrown. Oh, oh at uh, the breed and bleach thing. Oh no! See, I was going to say I was talking, stu-
1: we got to cover the. Fr- yeah, we got to cover the Friday. Night yeah, for sure. We too. mentioned Sunday it was, night, and as exciting as the race,
0: Sunday night was kind of like a. It was a casual dust step, we'll call it. Of anything, a little, a little coming.
1: Sunday was a casual dust coming up.
0: together of the uh, the minds, maybe. But Friday It was a Friday night, right? Friday night there was some drama that yeah that, uh, you wanted to get into.
1: I just don't want to get like just to tell what happened a little bit like. Uh, we were all just starting to drink, have some chats, and then we started hearing some yelling a little bit coming from the 5D77 pits, and apparently, like, they got into it a little internally, maybe, and then it kind of spilled out into the, another pit, and then, like, yeah, it was a full-on, like, it made an NHL fight look like a bunch of cuddling, really. Like, wow, one guy was on the ground, total haymakers thrown, and, the ne- like, Clint wasn't shy about it. Like, the next day, he was wearing a hockey referee shirt to both uh to the both driver's meetings because Clint was the first one in there to break it up. Yeah. And uh yeah, him and yeah, Clint was the main one to break it up. Like he was in there definitely separating. And then yeah, like definitely wasn't shy about it the next day was wearing a referee f- shirt to the driver's meetings. And I thought that was pretty funny. And then uh at our driver's meeting, I don't know if they did yeah, I think this happened at our driver's meeting only, but Adam Ross and uh, Dave Hunsinger I believe who's the new flagman at Ush Weekend. They did their way in and like they're gonna do an off season like weight loss challenge. Ooh. So like Clint was being the referee for that in his shirt as well. And they were all standing on a scale and being all UFC nose to nose, hilarious kind of fun stuff. So awesome. that's something to keep your eye on this winter as well. We could get a thin Adam Ross by the spring.
0: We might have to get him on He's to talk in a bet about now. this.
1: It's a bet. It's like a bet thing. We should.
0: I, well, I mean, I'm going to need but some tips. Yeah, that tips. was a fun
1: thing at the driver's meeting.
0: I'm going to go through the same thing. and Well, not too much, but uh, I, I definitely want to spend the winter getting in Here's shape. Here's the
1: number one tip. Here's the number one tip. It's the main one. You got to be at a calorie deficit. Well, that's just... There's no other rule. One. That's, that is science. Yeah, I know, uh, but that's the main thing. That's true. Yeah, that's the number That's it. Like, if you're not doing that, it's not going to work Can out Can I well.
0: burn calories in iRacing?
1: Uh, a little bit. <laughs> not as much as at the gym, though.
0: All right, I guess I have to mix it You're up. You're definitely
1: sweating after, like, oh, some sprint car races are 50 laps, and you are definitely feeling it after. There's no doubt about that on iRacing as well.
0: Well, I mean, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be sweating. Like, a, like they were, I like. you drove that race at Maryville a couple weeks ago, and all three of the guys I talked to in Victory Lane, Ryan Turner, uh, I think it was Mitch Brown, and uh, uh, was it Nick Sheridan that brought it home third? I don't remember who brought at home third in that mm. week. Now I'm really. Con- no. Is it Corey? Oh wow, I can't remember. But whoever the podium was Maybe. a couple of weeks ago that I just talked to, everybody got out of the race car and they were beat and they were sweating pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure if I can get half as 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 sweaty and intense as that in iRacing, I will take it. Well, if I can elevate the heartbeat just a little bit from iRacing, that it works for me. So, but uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. so this is gonna be a bit of a, a shorter up episode for us. Uh, I think we're gonna skip the interviews because. Uh, we're not going to have too much racing to talk about next week. Um, Humberstone Speedway is hosting the Flat Track Nationals. If you're into uh, motorcycle racing, if you're into uh, yeah. bikes at all, you should really go check it out because it's a pretty cool event. Uh, my brother loves watching Flat Track stuff. Uh, so uh, we, we're talking about maybe checking it out if we can get to it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's going to be pretty interview heavy in the next coming weeks. Uh, start to set up some of those family yeah. interviews we got a lot coming down the pipeline, uh, as always, on the Southern Ontario Dirt Show, but uh, it was good to just have one of, I just want, one of these ones for us, eh?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say we did have Bailey Hurd lined up for tonight, but technical difficulties didn't work out, and Bailey won rookie of the race. He had a top 10. So uh, yeah, the team that has their little car, and they literally I call them the shed shop, because they literally work out of a shed like Bubbles Yeah, lives in, and uh, they got it all organized in there, and it's pretty awesome, actually. But the, he was lined up to come on tonight. But we're going to have him next week along with, yeah, I say we can do like at least three or four interviews next week with not much to cover. A few locals are going to Brighton, Applefest Shootout. It's their biggest race of the year. So I know Dalton Slack's going for sure. And uh, lots of other locals. Big pan race there for the 358s. And Sportsmen. Sportsman Friday night, 358. Big show Saturday night. And then Delaware. I even know it's not dirt. It is Southern Ontario. Like Delaware's yep. got a huge weekend this weekend.
0: Pinty's fall well.
1: brawl. It's for anyone want to catch racing around here. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's uh
1: Pinty's fall brawl. It's
0: not quite over yet. And
1: APC as well. And APC super stocks. And I think there's Oscar Modifieds, and there's some sort of midget there. And so many things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yep. it's far from over in terms of racing season. I know some of the stuff locally is coming to a close here, but we're far from done on the show. The region is far from done from hosting racing. And, uh, we are going to be back next week to get into more of it. So, uh, uh, thanks travis for coming on thanks for doing this podcast it's been a fun uh, bit of the year we still got a few things left to close out i think uh i think i'm going to be mm-hmm. watching you in a couple weeks uh at humberstone speedway because i don't think i'm going to be on the call i think that's a g-force call so i'll just be up in the booth kicking back with some popcorn and uh cheering you on from up above
1: yeah i can't wait to get back like i said on sunday it's uh one of my best tracks in the last couple of years so uh Hopefully track conditions are a smidge better than they were on Sunday. Had a little trouble on Sunday with the rain and stuff coming and didn't come and all that, but I didn't want to get into that too much. But we did touch on it, so yeah, hopefully track's a little better and nice and slick the way I like it there. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can go to the front.
0: Awesome. Uh, As always, you can follow the podcast at Sod's Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and of course, Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast on Facebook. Uh, keep the emails coming. If you got anything you want to write to us about, you want to correct us on anything, because I I take the correct corrections. Travis is smart enough; he doesn't need anything corrected, but I'll take the corrections. <laughs> Southern, Sometimes. Southern Ontario Dirt I don't Show uh, at Gmail dot com. Yep. and uh, we'll uh, we'll chat next week. and the checkered is out on another episode of the southern ontario dirt show be sure to rate review and subscribe for future episodes connect with us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at southern ontario dirt show have a question for the show email us southern ontario dirt show at gmail.com thanks for supporting local racing in southern ontario and we'll see you at the track